You're listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information provided in this podcast is intended to nor sufficient to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there is a lot to learn, so let's start the show. Welcome back. Last week, we started a conversation about primary care, and this week, the conversation continues. We have four special guests who do not work in the medical field, and they had a lot to say when it came to their experiences with the healthcare system. I'll let them tell you though. Remember, the question we asked last week was, if you woke up in the middle of the night with 10 out of 10 chest pain, what would you do? I'm Devin, I'm 38, and I'm a family nurse practitioner. There you go. I'm Sivana, I'm 35, I'm an educator. Daryl, 32, oil industry. Miles, uh, 20, uh, student. Matthew, I'm 38, and I'm an entrepreneur. So we were just talking about primary care, what it is, all of that. Um, and there was the scenario of what would you do if you had sudden 8 out of 10 chest pain, in the middle of the night. So, Matthew, what would you do? Uh, so, something like this happened to me before, actually, a couple years ago. And so, uh, it ended up happening. I was asleep. It woke me up out of my sleep. And this was actually like 10 out of 10 pain. It was like, I remember I was sweating and rolling around. I couldn't get comfortable. And so, I ended up in the, in the hospital. Um, they ran a lot of tests. Uh, basically, they ended up giving me something for pain. I think I ended up on some kind of drip and sent me home about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I still don't know what happened to this Mm. day. To this day. To this day. What about you, Miles? If you... Um, I never really had chronic chest pains, but if I had it at the middle of the night, I would try to take some form of medication and try to get a good night's sleep and if it still isn't working I would tell someone my physician doctor whoever I could to see if I could get this checked out get a scan see if there is anything going on with me and my or I need to be on some kind of medicine and just go from there okay what about you Daryl what would you do sudden chest pain 8 out of 10 middle of the night I'll probably try to rough it out Try to go back to sleep. I mean, I don't have a uh, provider. I don't have, you know, health care. So, I'll shit, hopefully it stops. I mean, I, I don't really have medication, no pills that I would that I can take. So, yeah, it'll probably be all bad for me if it was was something serious. Wow. Um. So something like this actually happened to me. Um, long time ago, I was 23, um, I couldn't go to sleep, um, and I went to the emergency room, came out that, uh, what I found out was that I had Graves disease, so I had hyperthyroid, mm-hmm. um, my heart rate was like 220, Ooh. um, and, uh, I had to stay in the hospital for a couple of days, and I had to take medication for that until they removed them eventually. Did you have insurance at that time? Uh, Yes. Do you think if you didn't have insurance, you would have gone to the emergency room? Yes, still. That's what's up. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. like, that's major. Were you passing out? 
No, I just two twenty. I couldn't. Girl. I just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't function. Wow, Daryl, you said something that like hit me. What? How? How did you put it? Like, it would be all bad for me. Oh yeah. I mean, if if it gets something serious like that, I. I mean, if I thought about going to the ER, I, I mean, I don't have anybody to go to, right? I don't have a health care provider or anything, so it's like, what do I do at that moment? Yeah. And I mean, I think about that a lot when I don't have health care. It's, it's, it's when, you know, when I'm working and it's expensive, it's, I, you know, the re- reality is if something were to happen, something serious, I know I'll, it'll be a real expensive bill. But, yeah, the, you know, when I do have it, you know, if I had health insurance, it'd be, it'd be easier. I, somebody I can call, somewhere I can go to, I know... I know that I'm taken care of. I know that I'll be good, but it's it's not a reality for me at this moment. So the thing that would keep you from presenting for care at all, even if you were really worried, is not having insurance or not having a primary care provider. Mm-hmm. Unless, yeah, unless I unless I really felt it was like life or death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miles, you had said um, you would take something, try to sleep through it. Do you actually have? A primary care provider, like a, a physician or a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant, naturopath, somebody um, who gives you like your immunizations or that you would go to if you had a non-urgent problem that you would just schedule an appointment with. Do you have something like that? I believe I do. And like I said, if it does get serious, try to take something on my own, we'll power it through. If it isn't really working, I guess it'll be the time to... Go see your physician, see what's going on, see what I can do to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. So if that same scenario happened to you now, would you do anything differently? Because, well, let's just, real quick, Matthew, do you have a primary care provider? I do. And I you do. know who they are and how to access them and get into them? Yeah, but uh, he's uh, rarely available. I see. So you have insurance. I do have insurance. And you know who to call, but you can't get in. Can't get in all the time, or at least not with my primary care physician. So I end up getting whoever's free at yeah. the time. Is that how does that work? Like, do they know you? Do you feel like where do you even start with somebody you don't know? Like, how does that work for you? Uh, you know, it's hard to say because uh, most of these appointments are about fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you actually see a physician for about fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and I kind of walk out feeling the same way I did before I came in, and mm-hmm. I leave with the same frustration that I had when I made the call in the first place. So it ends up feeling like a waste of time. So you guys can't see, but there's like a lot of nodding of heads going on in here. So I want to like get more feedback. Sivana, you're nodding your head. Daryl, you're nodding your head. I mean, it's just from the fact that when he said that um, when he did have 10 out of 10 chest pains and he went to the ER, he felt the same way going in and like no answer when he got out. So it's like if that were to happen again, why would I go to the ER? Mm -hmm. You know, it's... it's, it's, So where would you go? What else is there to do? If you feel like you go to an ER and you don't get help, or you feel like, why am I going here? Like, I'm wasting my time. It's like, rough it out. Yeah. You know, you just stay, but still, it's like, you know, you never know if that one time is something, like, chronic and something that you need to go. But if, if you don't have any answers, like, what do you do? Like, yeah. what what decision do you make when you know you're not going to get answers? And Simone, you're nodding as well. When he, Especially when he was saying, like, it's usually 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I leave the same way, like... Talk about it. Well, I, it's a requirement now um, that 
your position stays with you only 15 minutes, which I feel like in 15 minutes, you there's nothing you can do. Like you're, you're not able to solve the things that you need to solve yeah. um, at that point. So um, yeah, I have that happen a lot. So when I'm at the doctor or whatever, and I'm really like getting into what I need to say to my physician or whatever, it's like a knock at the door, boom, boom. You got somebody else, and I'm like, oh, okay. They interrupt the whole, mm-hmm. our whole little conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had to like speed it up and you know get up out of there. So yeah, yeah. Are they talking to you with one foot out the door? Yeah, yeah, so hard. This is yeah. great feedback. I hope those of you who are listening and have friends in the healthcare industry that maybe you'll share this episode with them because me, like on the inside, working on the inside, it's crazy to hear what you guys are saying because I'm always torn between like how much do I tell the patient like do they really want to know all the details of everything a lot of times a lot of the testing does come back as ruling out and what I mean by that is like you know um say with chest pain there's a test called a troponin and it's a simple blood test so we'll draw it it's either elevated or it's not elevated if it's negative then it's more of a rule out kind of thing so there's really nothing to tell you other than you know your first troponin was negative i don't think this is cardiac but we're gonna Mm -hmm. you know continue looking for answers and i don't know if that's reassuring or not or like when it comes to how much you do want to know because what I'm hearing you guys say is like it's no difference whether you go in or not except you get a bill mm-hmm. yeah well, that's I, rough that's what it's like though like okay. right I just went in for my foot right that I rolled two weeks ago how did you roll it do you want to tell the people how you rolled it were you on somebody you know what I'm saying yeah pretty much I was giving my son the business <laughs> I was for it, you know what I'm saying Our I was time. giving them the business mm-hmm you know, he won like how many games did you win? Uh, he won like they played five games. He won four games. Marcus, Marcus won the last game, game after I rolled my ankle. Oh, of course, of course. So he's right. the man on the court, and he was been limping at home ever since. And mm. you know, Marcus is like bebopping around. Uh, he getting off track. <laughs> look, hey, look. <laughs> yeah. I rolled so my ankle. We get this is the point. <laughs> yeah. The point is, I rolled my ankle right, but my foot snapped in that. Long, oh long ways, you know. That's how. That's how I went. It went like wow until my foot collapsed. Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of, I tucked it out for about a week, mm-hmm. a week and a half, and I'm like, all right, let, let me go see, make sure I ain't nothing wrong with my foot. So I go to the doctor. She seen me for like ten minutes. Yep. Sent me to get an X-ray. I got a call saying, hey, the X-ray was negative, so mm-hmm. you don't have a break. But here I am sitting here. Two whole weeks later, I still don't know what's wrong with my foot. Yeah. Feel still in pain. I got a job while yeah. I work. I walked yesterday. I walked seven and a half miles before I even got home. Yeah. So, so one thing that I keep hearing you guys say that's wild to me, um, because I wanted to be a nurse practitioner since I was fourteen, and to me, I I guess always knew what a nurse practitioner was, but I keep hearing y'all say physician, my physician, my physician, and like you went, and I know for a fact that the person you saw wasn't a physician; it was a physician assistant. And um, does it matter to you? I mean, or I don't know. I have people call me doctor all the time, and I'm always saying, well, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm not a doctor. And I, I make that because my schooling was was years less than theirs, even though we might function in the same role. Does it matter to you guys whether you see a physician or a nurse practitioner? To me, no, to me, no mainly because I, I mean, I really don't know the definition of each. Right. You know, right. I know at the end of the day, if, if I go to a, you know, if I go to a uh, nurse practitioner or if I go to a doctor or a physician, I... 
I still expect the same, the end result, the same, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, mm-hmm. to get help. Like, if you're, if you're seeing me, I'm, I feel at that moment comfortable enough that you know what you're doing. Gotcha. You know, so if, if it is a nurse practitioner or a doctor, I'm not, I mean, it's not like I'm getting heart surgery. I'm like, hold on, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> you know, but I just feel like yeah. if whoever it is, I know that. I feel I feel like okay I'm leaving my ankle injury or my chest pain in your hands because I'm sure if you just you know if, if I'm in, if I'm coming in you know you, yeah you it qualifies so okay. as far as, I mean I know for you that's what you or went to school for bash. right you know you went to school for so you want to make sure somebody like no I'm a nurse practitioner so that's what you're gonna call me but no for me, and I don't say it to, to okay be, I say it because I don't want people thinking I'm impersonating physician oh okay no, you know yeah. what I'm saying I am a nurse practitioner I'm proud to be a nurse I yeah. was a nurse prior to becoming a nurse practitioner yada 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 but I was just asking you guys oh, from no, my understanding yeah. like is there a difference when you say the language or are you just saying the person who came in with the white yeah. coat that take nope. care of my problem? Uh, I mean, I look at it the same way as like, you know, if you go to a restaurant, we just came from, you know, whatever. I'm like, uh, excuse me, Daryl, you know, uh, could you bring me another round of drinks? Mm-hmm. Something like that. You know, I'm like, oh, man, Daryl's such a good waiter. And you're like, uh, excuse me, no, sir, I'm not a waiter. I'm actually a food server. You're like, oh, <laughs> you know okay, what I'm saying? Like, you okay, know what I mean? Like, okay. it's title's right, but you you <clears throat> yeah. presenting to me as the guy who's taking care of my table. So, yeah. like, either gotcha. way, right? So, whether you're a nurse practitioner, a PA, or a doctor, mm-hmm. to me, you're the person presenting me with care at that yes, particular sir. moment. Okay. So, I don't, I'm not going to say, well, it's a nurse practitioner. Okay. I don't want to see. Well, and we don't want to get too far yeah. off track of that. Right, I was right. just curious if you all even. If you're saying physician because that's what you prefer, or if you, no. I think it's probably it because, because we we know that more. Know. It's just the language. I you gotcha. Know, it's, it's, you know it. okay. it's the role. Yeah, okay. the role. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I ain't so, know the difference. Miles right, doesn't yeah. know the difference. I ain't know the difference. That's okay. <laughs> but what's really important is that you feel like you're getting taken care of, and like yeah. what I'm hearing from you guys, and I know my experience. So it was just a little background. I went into this because of the experiences that I had, because I saw what happened when my mother presented for care. I saw what happened when my father presented for care. People in my family were dying young. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the stuff that you heard, you know how you could be a kid and hear the grown-ups say something? You're like, that don't make no sense. Mm -hmm. Like, they would say, oh, Big Mama died because they gave her the wrong pill. Mm -hmm. Who was they? What are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? But then more and more people are dying and dying and dying. And they were dying a lot younger than my non-black friends grandparents and aunties and uncles like they don't have people in their families dying in their 40s and 50s and 60s so I'm feeling like there's a black cloud over my head I only have so much time Mm -hmm. you know and so that's why I went into this because I saw like there's a big disconnect between like our experience and what we're hoping to provide as an experience on the provider end of it so no that that's really really good feedback but Again, 8 out of 10 chest pain, middle of the night, you're probably not going back to the ER because you didn't walk away with anything but a big bill. You don't know who to call, so mm-hmm. you're taking some Pepto-Bismol going back to sleep. You, it depends on whether you got insurance or not, 100%. Sure. Well. And in your case, you did go and present for care and found out you had a very bad problem like that needed immediate attention. So that's, that's a wild... Um, yeah, I if I could say anything that I would want like the culture to know, um, as far as that goes, is that your primary care provider is your point of contact. They're your dispatcher. If something happens, that's the office that you call. You're a patient of so and so's. This is what's going on. Can I leave them a message? Can I schedule an appointment? 
boom, boom, boom. Like that's what primary care is for. And there's a lot of statistics out right now. I, I just read an article actually about um, maternal death rates and how, you know, the United States in general does not look very good when it comes to maternal deaths. Mm -hmm. And by maternal, I mean pregnant women, women who just had a baby, right? But for black women, mm -hmm. the death rate is, si or I'm sorry, three times what it is mm -hmm. for white women. Three times. Mm -hmm. And so you look at that, and of course it's multifactorial, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are they listening to us? Do you guys know about Serena Williams and her yeah, issues? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's Serena Williams, so yeah. it's not a money issue. Yeah. <laughs> and she had a problem before. She had had um, pulmonary embolism, like, you know, blood clots in her lungs. She's had this before. She's having the symptoms of it again. She's telling them, I need a CT scan. And they're not acting. Yeah. They're not listening to her. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, crazy, right? But, so there's that fact. There's mm -hmm. like, are you listening to me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And do you care enough to do something about it? But then there's also 60% of the things that other maternal deaths are caused by are chronic issues that aren't handled in primary care. What do I mean by that? So just a quick lesson because I like to teach. <laughs> acute, an acute issue is something that's six months or less. Mm -hmm. You've only been dealing with it for a couple of months max. Mm -hmm. It becomes chronic after six months. Okay? So you get in a car wreck, you hurt your back, your back hurts for two months, it's an acute injury. Okay? Two years from now, you have chronic back pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? So a chronic issue is something like hypertension that's never been taken care of. Do you guys mm -hmm. know what your blood pressure is? Do you know where <laughs> your blood pressure runs? Yeah. I'm about low 100, like 104 over 80. Where I typically yeah. run. Yeah, so. Bounce, you know? Nah, but it's probably like, whoa, because like. You would think because you're so chill, right? Well, that I was going off of I'm young. Um, okay, high, okay, high, girl. I mean, I, I think it was doing better last time that you took my blood pressure, but I'm not really sure what the number was. But yeah, yeah I know the heart rate was pretty down, but the blood pressure, I think it was fluctuating, but yeah, it was. It was nice to know that I wasn't diabetic, that's for sure. That's something I was worried about. I love my yes, sugar, for sure. Yes. No, I love my candy. was good. I'm yeah. not going to out you on your blood pressure, no, but... Um, I can't remember, but I, I mean, I'm just we'll saying... I'll follow been, up. For we'll sure. I've been, you know, been on it, though. I've been on it. Sivana, do you know what your blood yes. pressure runs? 124 over 84. Man, y'all are all beating me. I'm over here. I, I take two different medications for blood pressure. And that, you know, on two different medications, I'm in the 110s over 60s, 70s. But without medicine, I'm 140s, 90s. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, 150s, 160s, 100s at the worst. Mm -hmm. So that's when I got on, on medication. But, you know, you have to know that stuff yeah. to even do anything about it. And you don't know it, Miles, if you don't even know who your provider is. Or you don't have one and you don't have the access to that kind of information, mm -hmm. you know. I don't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's okay. That's okay, you know. I'll do that later tonight. There I'll you go. See, that is what I'm trying to achieve with this podcast. For you and somebody else like you to be like, you know what? Okay. I don't know my blood pressure. I'm Let me go, go find out about this. I know you know your A1C. Anybody else know their diabetes numbers or A1C? No. Well, I got no Wait. Oh, no. You don't know what you got. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Matthew, do you know? Like, A1 credit. No, I'm playing. <laughs> like, no, I know, uh, I know my numbers is good, though. I know, I know uh, every time I have laps in, my, my laps are good. I, I don't good. know all the numbers, though. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are the no- those are numbers to know. I'm gonna go with that answer. I, I would say like if you want to know anything in your establishing care visit, you want to know your blood pressure, you want to know your A1C, and you want to know your cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Cholesterol. My cholesterol is outstanding. What's cholesterol? That's just uh, what I know from what the doctor told me. <laughs> He's in perfect health, girl. I think my cholesterol is good. I think the blood pressure is my only uh, thing to make yeah. sure that that's down, but. I haven't had my blood pressure taken in a while. We'll do that. We'll not, I'm not, I already, I already, had, a, I already had a glass or two, so catch, we'll me, definitely catch me in a week. Circle yeah. back. Miles, go ahead, mm-hmm. and then we'll wrap up. What's cholesterol? Ooh, that's such that a great you? question. Nah, it's the stuff you put in your hair, and you let it sit for conditioner. You know that's what? Conditioner. You put it in your oil? Why? It's car oil. It's cholesterol. Quit messing with him. Uh, Why you got it? Those, those are different types of cholesterol. Okay, mm-hmm. 50, listen, 50 over 10. let's wrap up, Miles. I promise I'll get back to your question. <laughs> I just don't want to veer too much off subject. Um, if you guys could tell the healthcare professionals one thing, one sentence, what would you tell them? If you could give them some feedback, some advice, tell us. I want to go last. So you're the first one to speak, but you want to go last. Yeah, I want to go last. Yeah. <coughs> I'll go. Go ahead. <laughs> listen. Just listen. listen. That's all you got to do. Listen. Listen to the patient, whatever they got going on, what's wrong. Okay, say, be like, for like him. His foot was hurting, and he was in the ER. They didn't do nothing. Listen to what he needs, not what you think. Mm-hmm. That's deep, Gerald. I don't know if I would tell them anything, like, if I had one sentence. It's just for me, if just to have somebody I'm comfortable with. Somebody that I feel like if anything's going on, I can call them and be like, hey. Because, I mean, like, I look at when people, their kids or whatever, they have something so minor. But they're, hey, we're in the ER or we're at the doctors. Or we're done. Like, I, I, you know, that's something I wish I can do. You know, like, every day, oh, like, if my tooth is aching or something so small that you probably just say, you know, whatever, I'll just chill and rest. I just want to be able to, I can call and be like, hey, this is going on. Can I stop by for a couple of minutes and see what's going on? Oh, okay. You, you know, like so, that informal relationship. Yeah, that, if that'd yeah. be cool, you know, if something like, I don't, just, yeah, so I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really say, a, you know, say a specific sentence for, you know, a mm-hmm. physician or a doctor or whatever, but it would just, for me, somebody I'm, I'm comfortable with yeah. that I can come to for anything yeah. health related. That, that would be my ideal doctor patient relationship what's what's up Stevanna what would you tell him um just to spend more time with your patient um and provide that space for them to explain what was what is going on with them and um just be uh, patient Mm. yeah I would I would say I'm scared if I could communicate one thing it would be that I'm scared I wouldn't be here if I wasn't worried Mm mm-hmm and um, so, yeah, if somebody tells me they're scared, I'm going to do my best to reassure them and explain things, mm-hmm. and I need that same thing. So if I'm here, it's because I'm scared. Yeah, because it is primarily in your hands, I feel like. Well, initially, you know. Yeah. We don't really want to say everything because we just don't know. Like, you know, when you go with your parents and they're talking about, like, have you had sex or whatever, like, you know, we're scared to be like, uh, I put you know, parents out the room. I put parents out the room and I ask kids those questions and they're on the edge of their seats and they tell me everything. Yeah. And I yeah. tell them, hey, that, yeah. that's what I'm here for, mm-hmm. you know. 
Like if that, yeah. I should be more like that with my doctor. I keep to myself. No, I mean, but it, you know, it's hard when it's like that. But it, I mean, I can see that being normal. It just but awkward just having that conversation for me. Honestly, oh yeah, it's just uh, awkward. Just like, hey, are you active? It's just like, um, I don't feel comfortable answering that. Just. But do you understand why they're asking? Yeah, I'm understand why you're asking, but it's just like the way they just approach it. Just yeah. like, mm. are you sexually active? Like, what's going on? Like. They want to know everything. It's just like, it seems kind of intimidating. It is. Yeah, for sure. That's, That's crazy good. for you yeah. to say yeah. that because I'm like that person that just goes there. And I'm like, you know, when I have people for sexually transmitted diseases, one of the things like um, for gonorrhea and chlamydia, I would all, I always want to do a throat swab and an anal swab. If you're, it's you know, I know, so I know. Anal. So, yeah, but booty. basically what I'm going to do, don't yeah, corrupt exa- you. Exactly oh what it is. So, 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 <laughs> so what I would literally say, Miles, and I don't even think twice about this. I'm like, are you sexually active? Do you use condoms? Are your partners male, female, or both? And what? to me, it just, you don't have to have answer, sweet. My thing is, it's just like. You're going to get your booty swab today. My thing is, just the way they ask Why? the question, it's just how they approach it. Just yeah. like, they just be on their seats, like, okay, have you done this? I would feel more comfortable if you got, kind of just lead into it. Yeah. You know it, is, I mean? it doesn't seem like, like, you know, you're talking to somebody on the same level. Right. It's more like a, like, I don't know, like a, not just a parent, but. Yeah, when they ask, like, do you drink? It's like, damn, yeah, drink. You know, but they <laughs> make, you make so me feel... Because, can I, I think, again, you but guys... But I think it's in the same way. So, again, it's the so presentation. I 100%. practice cardiolo- in cardiology mm-hmm. for the most part. And when I'm asking about alcohol, it's typically because no, of it. alcoholic cardiomyopathy yep. or you might have atrial fibrillation. I'm trying to figure out what your trigger was. No, for sure. I don't care if you drink or not. I care if you're an AFib and your heart's beating so fast that mm-hmm. you end up in heart failure. And I'm trying to help you figure out what the trigger is so it's it's like this is so good for me like i don't know i'm trying to do this to like help bridge gaps but i think this is super good for me as well because i'm like why defensive no i get it like we're on your team i'm on your side i think it's it's how 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 it's yeah how it's approached so would you like us to be like so what you drinking on you know Uh, you'll be drinking is it relative though like is it relative to why i'm coming in like so so sometimes like i hear like you know, well, do you drink? Do you smoke? And I'm like, oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I sprained my ankle. Like, yeah. why, why are you asking me yeah. if I'm drinking or smoking? Like, it's just like, the, yeah, I, I, I can't I even that. relate your questions Man. to why I'm here. Oh, you know this is sure. so good. Sure. I'm going to have so much fun with this. Cause, yeah, because I've been asked, like, you know, when oh. I... When I ask Whenever about I'm smoking, working, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's you have arteries in your legs, and smokers' For arteries sure. will clog. They they get something called peripheral arterial disease. What's that? It's it's when your the but arteries in your legs clog up, and they clog up when you're walking, and Still people awesome. get pain. They get I I know I I gotta work on that. You guys are gonna help me I'm work gonna on have that. To really study Peripheral night. is like the outside, the mm-hmm. extremities, right? Your arms and your legs, and then arterial is like your arteries, your veins What's and arterial? arteries. Your arteries, your arteries pertaining to your arteries <laughs> and disease, like they're clogged up. Mm-hmm. And so if you're coming in, I do this. Oh my gosh, I just, every day people are like, well, I'm having pain in my legs. And like the next thing in my head is like, are, are you a smoker? Smoking? But that's me connecting yeah, but clinically that, that, and you're yeah, like, that's better. Like if, yeah, if I go in, about my yeah, leg pain. No, exactly. No, that's yeah. smart. That's better. Like if, if he goes in and he has a sprained ankle, like how many times do you drink? I know if I drink heavily, I know that's not, I was playing basketball. <laughs> I sprained my ankle. I, it wasn't because I was drinking. 
So help me. So I'll close. I'll close with this thought. I ain't get to talk until my message. I got a message. Oh my gosh! Talk to us, Matthew. Talk to us, man. My message is not to the providers. My message is to the hospitals and to the clinics and the whole medical system out there. And you can't see me right now and listen to me, but I'm pointing my finger right in your face right now. Right? Stop putting business over people. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem with the medical system, mm-hmm. just like that's the problem mm-hmm. with the educational system. It's not the teachers, mm-hmm. it's the system. It's not the doctors, Preach. it's the system. Stop putting these doctors in these situations where they got to see 30 patients a day and they ain't got and more than 10 And these nurse practitioners. And these nurse practitioners. And these physicians. Included. And everybody that's seeing patients, you know what I'm saying? Stop putting them in these situations where they can only see somebody for 10 minutes and they can't fix my foot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's your fault. My finger in your face again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See me. I'm yeah. going to leave you Gangsta. guys with this thought. Thanks. Um, and I, wow, did I lose my thought watching Matthew over there? Like, so animated. He had a point. But no, but the, the, I got it back. So the thought that I want to leave you guys with is from the primary care position, we are trying to maximize the moment. I might know that I'm not going to see you for your regular screening. I'm not going to see you for your annual physical. I'm not going to see you for your mammogram, for your colonoscopy, for your STI screening and testing. I'm going to see you when your foot hurts. So I'm going to try to cover as much ground in that appointment as I possibly can because I don't know when I'm going to see you again. I want to know if you smoke and if I can help you with smoking cessation because I know what smoking leads to down the road. I want to know if you're drinking too much or if you... um, you know, have symptoms that are related from drinking, or if you might be a functional alcoholic and don't even know it, like mm-hmm. I want to offer as much as I can in this mm-hmm. one capture. So yes, you're going to get questions that have nothing to do with the reason why you came in. And my beg of y'all, because the other thing that you can't see y'all that are listening to the podcast is everybody in this room is black. And this is like my passion, right? Is primary care for the culture, healthcare for the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Please don't think that your providers, your healthcare providers are being nosy, that we're digging into areas that you didn't invite us into and all this and that. What we're really trying to do, and maybe I should just speak for myself because maybe some people are out there being nosy and condescending, but that's not where my heart's at, so I'll speak for me. I'm trying to do as much. I'm trying to invest as much into your health as possible in this one appointment that I get because I'm I'm not going to get you back Mm -hmm. until there's another accident or another issue and then I'm only going to get another 15-20 minutes so that's what I would want to leave listeners with is that it's we're on your team we're on your side we want you to live long and prosper and with that I just want to thank all the guests um, Matthew, Miles, Daryl Sivana, me I'm your host D the NP on social media at D like Devin the NP like nurse practitioner that's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. And um, what else? What else? What else? This is the purple stethoscope that you're listening to. Um, we got a lot of good content going this week. So I have some ideas of what we can talk about in the future. But y'all are going to have to wait for that. Thanks for tuning thank, in. Thanks to the sponsor. You know what I'm saying? To Cal. <laughs> what? <laughs> I never know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's this guy talking. What's to cow? <laughs> it's just it's just guy talk. It's guy talk. Because I don't even have so, to cow, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to say bye? How are we gonna wrap these episodes up? Oh, uh, uh, you did a great job. Yeah, you did a great job already.
Thanks so much for tuning in to The Purple Stethoscope. I'm your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at D, the NP. That's at symbol D like Devin, the NP, like nurse practitioner. If you like what you've heard today, go ahead and share the episode, or even better yet, rate and review. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.